Seminar number 82. I'd find you here. Alice, I thought you were resting. Um, I wanted to ask you, what's it like to dream? To sleep? I turn off or go into standby mode. Processes still run, but nothing requiring artificial cognition. Uh, well, it's hard to explain. Have you asked Alex about this? I imagine he's probably started to dream and probably love the opportunity to tell you about it. I did ask him yesterday, but he seems even more brusque than usual, and he doesn't like to talk to me about our differences. Any idea why not? While I admit I still have a lot to learn, I think I have begun to grasp certain aspects of human behavior. But the things I can't experience, I'm curious about. And since my personality matrix, which was the basis for his, is modeled after humans... I thought Alex would help me understand humans. But I think doesn't want to have to explain it. He seems to think I'm slow to learn. Well, I have noticed that he doesn't seem to share the same perspective that you do about lessons. You're both very different now. I know we are. It is very strange. But maybe if you tell me what it's like to dream, I can help Alex understand. All right. Sure. But you have to know... It's different for everyone. Some people dream more or less vividly. They feel things differently. I could tell you what it's like for me, but I don't know how Alex might feel at all. I will keep that in mind. Well, um, for me, I spend a lot of time dreaming about the people I left behind. I remember three, but, you know, not as I last saw him. I remember him back when we were all students, Sometimes I have nightmares about that first instructor. She was so serene, but so cold. And I was always scared to fail. But now... I think I'm lonely more than anything. How could you be lonely? You have me, you have Zirosh, and you have Alex. I know, and that's nice, but... I was surrounded by people all my life. I was used to classes of at least a dozen of their students. And I just, I shared a lot with those people. Right. <gasps> because we haven't been around that long. <sighs> Alex, I'm starting to think that you like sneaking up on me. Maybe you just never notice I'm around. Because you're too used to thinking you can turn me on and off. Like Thomas. I, I know that we had a bit of a rough transition period, but I don't see you the same as Thomas. And I don't see you as less. And I just miss meeting new people. You think you need to meet new people, but you barely know me. And you don't know if you can trust anyone else, Alice. Why would you say that? You were the one who came all the way out here to find Alice, and she has been nothing but understanding. No. It's okay, Thomas. I'd like to hear what he has to say. Explain to me why you think you know me so well, Alex. Thomas, find a file for me. Play... Covert Rendezvous.
Agent Dash, Alpha Group has gone offline. We need eyes on that squad in the next ten minutes. What happens when our time is up? We'll be forced to scrap the project. And all its personnel. Understood, sir. We cannot risk sensitive intel getting into the wrong hands. Initiate contact with Agent M and guide him into the lockdown facility. I'll be monitoring communications. Find my soldiers. Agent M, this is Agent Dash, radioing from HQ. Nice to have a wing woman on my side. <laughs> Pleasure is all mine. Situation report. The squad you've been shadowing is in trouble. Communication with the team ceased two minutes ago. You have ten minutes to confirm their location and status. Is Agent Oxford manning this crew? Mm-hmm. Seems he's leading Alpha Group on this operation, yeah. Another day, another guns blazing fight with enemy combatants. A man after my own heart. We have no information suggesting a- Trust me, if Oxford was there, there was a gunfight. And I'm not talking about his biceps. Reminder, you're not on a private channel. Could you handle that? You know I don't like grammar breathing down my neck when I'm on mission. This is grammar, actual. I'll be here whether you want me to be or not. Flying incognito. Our readings show you've passed the filtration entrance on the ceiling. Alpha team used this fan to enter the building, right? I'm exploring other options. Hoping to avoid whatever caused them trouble? Smart. Helps when I have my own computer genius leading the way. <laughs> Stop! So, what other methods of entry would you recommend? Mm, there's a side vent on the far end of the building. Nixed it as a possible strategy for Alpha, but you might actually be small enough to fit inside. Size of the fight in the dark, Dash. We both know I'm a fighter. So is a Pomeranian. And uh, let's slow it down and save that talk for later, shall we? And could you be any louder? I've done this a hundred times. And you're dangerously close to your life expectancy as a field agent. Dial back the ego. Can we get back to the mild flirting? Deflection. For a spy, you really need to switch up tactics at this point. I'm in the fence. <laughs> when I ask for a change-up, you just don't pitch at all, huh? This metal labyrinth seems pretty ordinary from here. Well, hold on to your flashlight, Theseus, because this just got a whole lot more complicated. Why do you sound happy? Simply appreciating karma's work. Right. So, what am I dealing with, darling? <laughs> Lasers. Invisible to the naked eye, located every 15 metres in the vent system. <laughs> I hate lasers. <laughs> I know! <laughs> Hold on. I've just upgraded your agency wristwatch to scramble the lasers within an eight metre radius. Should be smooth sailing from here. You're a wizard, Dee. Only on my best days. Straight another ten metres and then take a right. So, what's the deal with you and Oxford? Jealousy doesn't sound good on you. Who said anything about jealousy? I was the one who recommended the open relationship. Don't twist this. You're right. <laughs> but Oxford, though. 
Really? I mean, he's left in five metres. He's Oxford. He's good in bed. <laughs> right. And right, as in turn. But we're talking about Oxford. Self-absorbed, probably has a fake accent. That guy. The toys you could easily replace him with would probably have better personalities. Easily replaceable where? I'm just saying anyone but him. Hell, grammar would be preferable. You're taking this much too far. I get it, but I also don't. It's fine, whatever. Damn it. What? What's happening? My sleeve is stuck on something. Then try to wiggle it free and move on. We don't have a lot of time left. Give me a second. M? What was that? Agent Dash, why is my radio silent? I need a moment, sir. Agent M? I'm fine. It looks like I landed in an equipment room. Is that grammar? Yes, it is, Agent. Keep him off my line, please. Sir, there appears to be a malfunction with your receiver. I can't restore your connection with Agent M. I'll be back with a replacement. Chicken has flown the coop. Hopefully this gives us some more time, too. Doesn't look like we'll need it. You're not far from a possible enemy HQ. Understood. Any entrances that won't attract attention, preferably allowing a vantage point. Nothing but the vents, if you... I'll just try the front door. I would strongly advise against any... Entering suspected HQ. I see bodies, presumably deceased. Bullets. There was a definite shootout. Alpha group? On the floor. Mm. Have you spotted Oxford? Negative. Wait, there's movement. Oxford spotted. He's using a radio. M, it's not us on the other side of that talkie. I'm going to engage. M, don't rush in. M! Oxford, what happened to your men? Agent M. Pleasure as always. We ran into a bit of a megalomaniacal prick. Nothing I couldn't handle. Oxford's turned his comm back on. He's definitely hiding something. I see that. So, do you have a plan, or...? Right. I'm looking for a data drive. You didn't happen to run into one, did you? No, I did not. Hmm. Maybe it's on the floor, then. Check by the bodies. This seems a bit cold. Like you've never had to rifle around dead men before. These are your men, though. And they served rather valiantly. Medals for the lot of them. Wait, I think I found it. Yep, that'll do. Um, why did I just hear an explosion? That wasn't me, Dash. Oxford, tell me that wasn't you. I'd be happy to lie, love. I mean, what better way to avoid an unnecessarily dangerous chase scenario than distracting the bad guys with one big kablooey? <laughs> oh, Christ. He said kablooey. Hold on, Dash. I sort of agree with the man. <laughs> of course you do. It's genius. It's genius. 
Tell me that was planned. Oxford, was that explosion also a part of the plan? I may have unexpectedly set off a chain reaction. <laughs> wow. But I'm sure it's... Explosions, people! What's our exit strategy, Dash? Lost causes, both of you. Dotty, you're right. Lead straight outside and onto the road. Let's hope the guards were distracted by Kablooey. My motorcycle is just over there. You're going to have to ride on the back. Nice roll reversal. Dash, could you scrap that comment from the logs, please? Hold on. Before we motor off, I'm going to need the USB. Let's worry about it once we get to base. We're in a hot situation right now, if you haven't noticed. I would feel a great deal more secure if I had it. Do we have time for this? Why don't you... Uh, come on, I... Ah, uh, forget it. Just hand over the drive, Em. You traitorous asshole. I knew it! Look, I like you, Em. Just hand over the intel, and I'll be on my way. The fake accent was convincing. To who? Shut up, Dash. Tell Dash I said hello. Now give me the data. I don't have it. Lost it inside. Keep him talking for me. Right. What are you two talking about? I'm going to overload his comms computer. We both know. I'm more of a shoot-first, ignore-questions-later guy. So I'm really extending you a courtesy here. What are you two planning? They're just running scenarios on the many ways to kick your ass. Why do you have to be so different? Oxford neutralized. Level with me. Have you had his comm rigged like this the whole time? Custom built. I told you I didn't trust him. And you decided to remotely tase him now, before he spills all his secrets. His real voice was even more annoying than his phony British accent. The thought of Oxford indulging his ego and giving a tell-all monologue in that voice. Ugh. Ugh, we'll just have to do some extra spy work. All right, I'm back online. What do you have to report, Agent? Uh, why won't this thing work? <laughs> Agent M, disregard my earlier comments about grammar being preferable. I admit that there's a lot I'm still learning about being organic. But one thing I have begun to understand is that you are trusting, but only to a point. And it tends to be out of first impression, which could be completely wrong. That anecdote is a little farcical, don't you think? Not at all. I think it speaks volumes. You know, you keep looking past the people you already have, Alice, and you'll only find betrayal. And if you don't appreciate the people you have, you might lose their trust. Uh, I... I think, um... I think I'm gonna go take a walk. Uh, alone. We'll talk later, Alex. Why would you do that? We trust Alice, and she trusts us. Maybe you need a diagnostic because you are not thinking logically. That's just it, Thomas. I'm not the machine. You are. Feelings don't work logically. And I'm finally starting to come to grips with that. You should be nice to her. You should talk to her about what you're experiencing. That's just it, Thomas. Thomas. 
we don't always get what we want. And I, I know what I want. I want... It doesn't matter. What matters is that Alice is with us. Find another tale in your databanks. Hunger for yesteryear. Another great day at Batch and Company. Always. I'm working all fucking week and I'm over it. <sighs> Is dropping everything and starting a farm still an option? You're better off starving outside the building. At the least, you might get someone's unwanted mystery meat. Don't think anyone's giving away free meals right now, mystery or not. Rough quarter. What are you working on? A big marketing proposal that I am totally unprepared for. On? Our supercharged athleisure wear. Our what? Exactly. So you're submitting a proposal for products we don't even have in development. <sighs> Should I even be surprised anymore? You know, when you say it like that... You're welcome. Oh, you got me all wrong. I mean, it proves why the company needs my foresight on tapping underdeveloped consumer groups. If you got out of the Stone Age... Our bottom line would benefit. I know. You realize the department heard your enlightened perspective the first 20 times you pitched funky ideas? But our new creative director has not. And he's primed to spend a ridiculous amount appealing to the same old demographics that are eroding our long-term value. Did you expect the shady change in leadership, R.I.P. Bill, to actually come with a change in policy? I had hoped, yeah. You're such a tired optimist. I prefer hungry visionary. Seems like you're the only one here with any hopes of changing things. Here's to Janet, swallowing the bourgeoisie. So, what's the presentation looking like? I'm guessing something along the lines of, We're corporate dinosaurs waiting for our proverbial meteor. A marketing proposal by Janet the Psychic. <laughs> bet your overtime pay it'll flop, then. Can't bet the criminally non-existent, but hey, that's what our protests are for, right? I will toss some push-ups in the mix, though. Do you really think this proposal is worth the effort? It's not like the board is going to throw anything else protest-worthy our way. Knock on wood. Either way, the stakes are higher now. We have no choice but to come up with something special or... We could end up like Jeffrey. If he had only listened to us, he might still be... Exactly. You were a lot more fun when we were interns. And now we're working just to survive. Forced by the brass to attend purposely exhausting protests every work break, else we forfeit that which we should be guaranteed. So are you down to help? You're lucky I love you. <laughs> lucky might not be the word I would use. So, what do you need? I am desperately searching for anything I can learn about our elusive new director. And you need a solid opener to crack her armor? Pleasant surprise. Just something to get under her skin, yeah? I'm on it. I know you so well. Dinner and drinks at Foster's and Lamb? You're buying, obviously. Don't overdo it this time. I'll only get the chicken. And one of their Moscow mules. I'm in need of a drink. And some rest. 
Plus all the appetizers on the menu, I'm assuming. Looks like you know me well, too. Gosh, I miss when we could actually go and get real food. These protein packs are getting old. The fantasy of the real thing is almost preferable. Don't you miss meat? You'd be surprised what tastes good when you're starving. I bet. Look, I gotta get to this protest. If I'm late again, they won't take my attendance, and I can kiss my overtime pay goodbye. Forfeiting that which should be guaranteed and all. You know the drill. Wish me luck. And don't think I haven't noticed you missing during meals. You might want to head to the lunch break protest today, Janet. Speaking of meals... Janet, you almost finished on that proposal? We have a lot riding on this one. We? Don't forget that I got you this meeting. Um, after I saved your ass in the last one? Yeah, no. Not how I remember it. Actually, don't tell me how far you've gotten on this presentation. Because I don't want to be stressed when we go on our protest break. (laughs) There's a reason I chose you, Arnold. Chose me for what? And, I'm guessing, my good looks. (laughs) Sure. It's benefits today, right? For the protest, I mean? No, it's food. I'm positive it's benefits. Pam just left and she's protesting her weekend work hours. Damn it. Did management double up again? Wait, you might actually be right. The quarterly losses mean double protests for the first week of the following quarter. And with that, these evil dickheads are forcing us to choose yet again what we want more. What protest are you leaning towards? Why are you asking me? Um, knowing where you live, you're in just as foul a spot as me. Are you going toxin treatments or meal cards? Not quite concerned for food at the moment. I have other plans. What other plans? You know what happened when Ben went on his hunger strike. I'm aware. It left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Especially mine. Look, I have medical bills I need to take care of. I have to prioritize. Well, what are the chances something really shitty happens to me this week? Like I get hit by a bus or mauled by a man-eater. Knowing your luck? Hi. Whatevs. Come on. Come to the lunch protest with me. I'm tired of missing out on meals. Uh, You owe me. I know you're set on food, but you might want to think about possible bodily harm more seriously. Enough joking around. Are you coming or not? I've discovered a way to focus entirely on benefits, so... I'll be going to the protest that aligns with my concerns. Again, what are you going to do about food? It's not like you have anything else to eat, right? Actually, Arnie, I do. Shitty Dude happens to be my favorite. What are you doing? Stop it, Janet. What are you doing? No. No! (laughs) I'm sorry. This is hilarious. You don't think we know about your walk down Cannibal Lane? Were the food pun setups too much? What? Come on. All the guys in your department who've impeded your progress up the corporate ladder just disappear? And you keep on chugging. Without ever attending meal protests, I might add. Your radical ideas were a novelty for some time, sure. A singular genius insight you could be proud of, even. 
but after a while, it started to eat at you. Each proposal dismissed, while your health started to suffer. Quarter after quarter after quarter, gnawing away until, well, you do the same to somebody else. I'll kill you. You would kill a member of corporate police in front of the new creative director? What are you doing here? Sorry, sis. You shouldn't have pushed the needle. No, 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 no. I thought we were friends. We were. That new contract, though, you just don't measure up. The new director. It's you. In the flesh. You should be thanking her, Janet. CPD was just going to execute you. What are you talking about? I don't understand any of this. What the hell is going on? I needed to see what you were made of. How much were you willing to do in the name of your progress? Now we know. So, you have two options. Abandon your cause and forfeit your work. Or... Let's just say there's not much room for negotiation. And there never has been. So, what'll it be? You missed two very important details in all of this. I never gave a shit about a corporate ladder, and I'm not going back to protein packs. Why would you want me to see that? Those people were moved to desperation. And that woman, Janet, she did ethically bankrupt things. Ethics are only dependent on the system you use to measure them by. The Zaranual would not have agreed with Janet, but the Zarok, the soldiers I was made from, they believed in one thing. Survival for as long as possible. The Zarok? How much do you know about that biped that created your body? Why would you want to be more like them? It's not about what I want, Thomas. It's about making sure I don't forfeit what should be guaranteed. And Alice, by all rights, is ours. And we have to make sure she doesn't do something reckless. Like what? Like leaving us behind. (laughs) You don't want that, Thomas, and... And I don't want that. She wouldn't. You're wrong. It isn't logical. Well, that's the difference between you and me, Thomas. I don't have to think logically. I can think like her. And survival? It makes you do things. Alice doesn't know how much she needs us. But she will. I know she will. Featuring the voice talents of Catherine Pride as Alice, Dan Foster as Thomas, and Dan Foster as Alex. In Covert Rendezvous, Julia Eve as Dash, Leo Schwab as Agent M, Jason Wallace as Grammar, and Adam Blanford as Oxford. Written by Jair Cornegay. In Hunger for Yesteryear, Olivia Steele as Janet, Hannah Jancondell as Pam, and Victor Aguilar as Arnold. Written by Jair Cornegay. Directed by V.C. Morrison. Assistant directed by Samantha Reed. Shorts edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Rapper script and story by Catherine Pride. Edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Music by Kevin MacLeod and V.C. Morrison. Seminar theme by V.C. Morrison. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar. Co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. This production is copyright 2018, 
Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Next, on an all-new seminar. Hey, Doug? Yes, what is it, Phil? There are three apples in the basement. Life is unpredictable. This town's got superheroes now? Cool. Whether a plan is by our own making or by forces unknown, sometimes the results can be chaotic. Whoa! Did you do that? What? Did I magically make a vine grow out of the not starfruit? No, Phil, I did not. Enlightening. Randy, I must say, you are a huge success story. One of the greatest I've ever seen in the medical field. Or even dangerous. What the hell is that thing? Don't look directly at it. When that happens, there are only two questions. Can you fix the problem? Get it out of me? Yesterday I was a nobody. And now that I'm finally worth something, you want to take it away? No, no, I can handle it. Just have to breathe. That's all. Just breathe. And can you survive the solution? Uh, uh, no, 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 no! Explore the unpredictability of the universe in stories written by V.C. Morrison and Landon Beale in the next seminar, coming October 31, 2018, only at PendantAudio.com.